Today's Leading Women episode 192. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Ratna Sharad. Ratna Sharad is the co-founder and CEO of Runway to Street, an e-commerce boutique featuring one-of-a-kind emerging global fashion brands. Ratna's love for fashion, her background in technology, and desire to solve the problem for brands and consumers led to the creation of Runway to Street. Prior to launching Runway to Street, Ratna was the Director of Product Management at Microsoft, where she was responsible for overseeing the advertiser marketplace for Bing Ads Business Group. So women of the world, Ms. Ratna Sharad, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Marie. Uh, really nice to be here. We are delighted to have you on the show as well, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. Now, Ratna, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge, and the experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I used to travel a lot around the world um, and I've always had a passion for finding amazing new brands. Um, and I started bringing these um, beautiful products back home and found that, um, you know, all my friends wanted wanted the same products. They, they were asking me where I got it. Um, so then I started trying to look online to see if I could point them to a resource. Um, and I found that these brands were, um, you know, only sold in their own country, like, for example, Brazil or uh, Korea, but um, they didn't really have an online presence. So it to really, um, you know, explain this, I, I had to think about it um, from, um, you know, a consumer standpoint. So I really wanted to solve the problem for myself first and um, also women like me. So that's really got, um, you know, what got me started in terms of thinking about Runway to Street as a boutique. Um, but in actually trying to explore the business model and see if this was something viable and I really wanted to do it, um, I started uh, reaching out to brands that I really loved and then started talking to them about their global presence, their e-commerce presence, and really issues that they're having. 
So what really started out as my specific consumer problem then morphed into how can I solve the problem for brands? Um, so I think my approach was really starting with um, is there a problem to solve? And, um, you know, um, how do I go about solving it? Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that one from you as well. Now, what was that defining moment, you know, that prompted you to start a business and made you say, this is my business? Well, actually, you know, I had um, a corporate job working at Microsoft. It was a very demanding job. And um, I'm always pretty passionate and tend to get into what I'm doing. Um, But even for me, there there was a time in my role where I felt like, you know, I really needed to do something on my own, uh, create something that I could be passionate day in and day out, um, and and really for it to not feel like work. Um, And I think, um, you know, I've been thinking about this business idea for a very long time, and and there actually came a point in my life where I was like, you know, it's now now or never. And you know how you hear statistics about startups that, you know, 90% fail. Um, to me, at that point, not doing a startup actually felt like it would be a failure as opposed to just going out and doing it and failing. And that was perfectly fine in my book. So um, I think that was the um, the point where I made the decision. Wow, what a moment that must be. And you know what, for our listeners out there, you know, it, it most of the time happens like this, you know, we have this idea, but you know, you, like winning with your idea for a, you've been sitting on this idea for a while. And, yeah. you know, you can, there will come a point that I said, okay, this is it. This is time for me to, to Absolutely. You know, give birth to this idea that I've been having for a long time. So I love that you shared that one. So our listeners can, can learn from as well. Now your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry. And that resonates very well with particular person of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? Yeah, um, I look at it, um, it from two angles. And we are um, really a platform and a marketplace. So um, the first aspect is I really wanted to create a beautiful um, offline boutique-like environment translated online for women. Um, so exclusively something for women where, you know, you feel like you walked into your favorite boutique and um, the people there are so knowledgeable that you see all these beautiful products and they tell you everything you want to know um, about the, the actual piece, but really who made it, how it was made, and, and the story behind it. Um, so I really wanted to have that environment and create it online for women um, and really tailor it to how we think about um, shopping experiences and exploring. Um, so that that was the primary vision and the goal behind the, the boutique-like experience. 
But the second aspect of it, and my vision is really to be for our platform to be the launch pad for emerging brands around the world. Um, these are small and medium sized brands that are really starting out. They have fantastic um, uh, creative visionaries behind the brand that really are changing the game in terms of, you know, promoting art and design and the craft. Um, but um, when they're starting out, they really lack um, the resources to be able to reach their ideal customer worldwide. Um, and what we really wanted to do is, um, you know, allow them to do what they do best, which is create, um, while we provide them, you know, the technology expertise, the marketplace, the supply chain, logistics and shipping, and, and really do all of that so they can do business and, and reach their ideal customer. Wow, what a compelling vision that must be, um, um, Ratna, for and thank you for sharing that. And I, I love that you touched on both sides, the customer side and and your um, your uh, the company or the brands that you are working with, because that's really huge uh, takeaways for our listeners to learn from as well. And when you said about creating, you know, to bring that offline experience to the online, uh, uh, to online, and because I believe that, you know, the world is getting smaller and smaller and we are really connected via online, via internet. So it's really important that we are able to tap into that market and provide that uh, accessibility or that opportunity for people out there to get our products or get our services out there. And, you know, to be the launch spot for emerging brands brands all over the world, that is a huge vision that I can see that for example, You are really providing a great service, not only for these uh, brands to get known or to get the products to a bigger market, but also provide the customers to access to these beautiful creations that they have. So I love that uh, that you shared that one. And for our listeners out there, the takeaway here is to for us to create a vision for yourself or for your business that inspires you or something that gives you direction. You know, something that encourages you on a daily basis, so that when you know when setbacks come along the way, which there are going to be a lot of challenges along the way, you know that you are moving forward. You know that you have something to hold on to you know that you have something that in inspires you so thank you for sharing that all right let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the important things, I think, especially um, when you're a startup, um, because, you know, um, you really don't have an organization or someone that's overseeing you um, to give you um, kind of like a timeline or even um, metrics. You really need to be a self-starter. And I think that is something um, that I've always been, um, and it certainly has helped me um, really keep track of the goals and create milestones and, and really keep um, the entire team um, tracking towards it and motivated um, towards reaching those goals. Um, now, what I would say is if you're not a self-starter, then a good option would be to um, find that complementary skill in your co founder. Um, so, you know, someone has to be able to drive that forward, um, especially when you're um, doing a startup. 
then the second aspect, um, I think for me is um, curiosity, um, or I'll, I'll say um, the uh, the urge to learn a new space or a new um, skill. Um, and I think um, startups are, are you're, you're thrown into an environment where there's um, constant new um um, you know, things that come up, uh, areas that come up, um, skills that are um, required to be learned. And, and that's exciting um, because it's it's something that I, I've never done before. It comes up every day and it just keeps it very interesting and fresh. Um, then the third thing I'll say is perseverance. Um, I mean, we've done this, um, at least um, my journey, it's been um, almost two years now since we've been working on Runway to Street, and, and I really think um, what's brought us this far, and I feel like what will take us um, forward is really uh, persevering um, uh, against your goals. Wow, great uh, traits that you've just shared, and uh, let me just uh, repeat that one for our listeners. So the first one is to uh, is ha- being a self starter, and. Two is having a curiosity and third is perseverance. Huge on this. And the good thing is that we all can adapt or cultivate this personal qualities that Ratna just shared with us. We can all adapt and apply them in our lives in general. So that's being a self-starter, uh, having that curiosity, that desire to learn a new skill because there's a lot of learning curve, building a business that to do and having that perseverance or not giving up on your, your dream. You keep, keep pushing forward because that's really important um, as you build your business. So thank you for sharing those. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Yeah, um, I think that's one of the things um, with working, um, being an entrepreneur. Um, it, it really is about um, the ability to deal with issues as they come up, being agile, I think, um, and really trying to overcome um issues and persevere through them. Um, So specifically, while we've had many of these um, problems that we've had to overcome, I think the most significant one for us um, was specifically around uh, supply chain um, logistics. Um, And that, um, because we um, are essentially trying to build a global marketplace um, where you know, the, the technology that we are creating and building and integrating um, into our platform literally services or our wish is to service 150 countries worldwide. And that means that um, when uh, a customer um, comes to Runway to Street and they order from us, um, we essentially are very transparent as to where the product comes from. And we actually do the supply chain logistics to pick up the product from the brand. Um, For example, it could be from Milan, it could be from Paris, and deliver to the customer, whether they're in New York or they're in um, Seattle. So um, 
that that type of um, integration for supply chain really was the most difficult thing we had to persevere through, um, and it. it I come from a supply chain logistics background, and we really had to work with um, all of the carriers to overcome that. Um, and um, the thing I would say um, that helped us there, especially because the carriers themselves um, are not um, – you know, the industry had not seen any kind of innovation in a long time. So we actually worked with them to explain the vision of where the world is moving. I mean, literally, we are moving towards global customers who want to purchase from anywhere around the world. Um, so that is the the end point of where it's going. So we kind of took the carriers along um, on that path with us. Wow, what a great um, experience that you've, uh, you've shared there. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can learn from what you've just shared because this is one, especially for the e-commerce uh, businesses that are, you know, providing or, or selling products on the internet globally. And, and congratulations, by the way, for bringing this into almost 150 countries worldwide. Wow, what a, what a vision and what an accomplishment that must be um, to be able Thank to you. provide such uh, in such a diverse and uh, you know 150 countries i mean it's literally all over the world so for our listeners out there the takeaway here is to if you ha- if you ever have this challenge for example in your business learn from what ratna just shared with us because that's the beauty of you know sharing this to others so we can learn from each other and support and l- learn the lesson that uh that uh they they, they have for example with this challenge that uh, she just shared with us we can all learn from it if, if that applies to your business so thank you for sharing that now uh, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Yeah, that's a great question um, and one that, you know, I constantly talk to other entrepreneurs about. Um, I also think this is um, the hardest one um, where um, I've seen success in some areas and I wish I could do better in other areas. Um, But one of the things that I do that that has helped me is I have a certain time during the day, um, so typically it's it's in the evenings where I do something that helps me relax. For me, that's that's cooking. So I, um, you know, I, it also uh, helps me stay healthy. So I have a certain time every day where I figure out what's for dinner um, and maybe lunch for the next day. It really relaxes me, and um, I am not thinking about work during that time. So that's that's always great. Um, then the other thing um, I do that, just like cooking, I um, 
it's really important to stay um, healthy because um, very often um, I work from home um, and um, most of the time it's really hard to get a workout in um, and and really try to do something that that's um, you know gonna keep you physically fit um, and so I actually make time for yoga um, I try to do that again every day um, but at least um, you know four or five times a week um, so that's again uh, a way for me to uh, de-stress and um, it, combine it with a little bit of meditation that that helps um, me stay focused the rest of the time um, so I think those two are really good um, um, things that have worked for me um, and then the third thing in general relationships and family um, it's really hard to make time for that especially when you're constantly thinking about work or working um, through the weekend but I try to pretty much um, have the weekends available um, to you know I, I schedule uh, lunches or um, time with the family um, so I can spend time with my siblings, friends, um, and um, obviously my husband. Wow, I love that you've shared uh, your perspective uh, on this work-life balance. And uh, yeah, it is really a challenge. And it, I believe I also agree with you when I said about it's one of the hardest you know, we, we have to deal with as entrepreneurs. And but I love those tips that you have shared. And those, for example, making time for those that, you know, that doing those that th things that helps you relax or helps you um, that energizes you. So for example, doing this yoga, make going going for a workout. Uh, and I love when you said about doing activities that kind of relaxes you, like for example, cooking. Wow, I would love to be to have that cooking uh, as a way of relaxing. Because I'm not a I'm not a good cook either. So I, well, I it's love... just about something like that. that yeah, love. something like that, that helps you relax. So it's really important that to make time for yourself to have that downtime so that you can re-energize and you know be more productive and if you are taking care of yourself I, I, it's one of the the great the, the main perks of of um, staying healthy because you are more energized you are more productive when you are when you know that you are fit so i love that you touched upon those and also to really make time for our family for our friends to have that social time uh, no matter how busy we are so make time for those it's really about making time for those that are important to you those that are your priorities in life don't uh, neglect them but make time for them despite um being busy working uh, or building your business so thank you for sharing those all right now let's talk about success and what success mean to you you know your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life now we'd like to also say that success is a mindset i can have ten dollars in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire i feel great about myself and i'm moving forward the opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable so am i successful financially yes Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Yeah, I think, um, you know, what you said is, is really true. It, it's, it's a very relative thing. Um, and I think about it as um, an appropriate metric for where we are um, in our journey today. And um, Runway to Street is in the super early stages because um, we've been um, live to 
public um, the last four months. Um, so we're, we're in the super early stages. And so when I think about that, there's two things that, that I really care about. One is um, the people. And so that's essentially, um, you know, am I, um, you know, hiring the right people, attracting the right people to join our team and become part of uh, Runway to Street um, you know, whether it's co-founders, advisors, um, or, um, you know, uh, people that actually work for us or even interns, it, all of that, um, you know, it, it's all about the right talent, um, given where we are uh, right now. And then the second aspect I think about is um, the success metric would be our customers. Um, and, and this is one where, you know, are we um, growing and um, learning from our customers along the way? And there's many different um, metrics within that that we care about that really, um, you know, makes helps me make sure we're on the right path and really are doing the right thing um, for our business. Then um, on, the, on the personal front, um, I think I have um, a specific goal and that is, um, you know, I want to be constantly um, learning, growing, and iterating. Um, so I think that that's really something I look for because um, it's important for this to be, um, you know, for you to feel totally vested in it and really making progress in the right direction. Wow, it's continuously learning, growing, and iterating. I love your perspective on that. And you know what? I agree with you that success is a relative thing. I mean, it will be different from you, from your definition and my definition. But the bottom line is here, and I believe that the true essence of success is really when we know that what we're putting out there is making someone else's happy, making someone else's uh, lives better, or making a difference out there. And I believe that's the true essence of success. And if we are continuously learning or growing or and and our customers as well, that's the essence of success. And so thank you for sharing that because that, that's a really helpful for our listeners to, uh, to hear that one from you as well. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and thus your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So Take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Okay, that's... that's um Again, one that uh, I think um, I've always asked other entrepreneurs as well, and I've certainly learned um, some of it along the way. Um, the most important thing I'd say is passion, passion for whatever it is that you want to start. Um, and I think that is so critical because you're going to be spending a tremendous amount of time um, on your business and on your venture and it is um, it, it's something that um, cannot be understated um, so really make sure that's that's what you want to do um, and then um, the second um, aspect I would say is um, 
finding the right partners or co-founders. Um, so it's a long, um, lonely journey. Um, most often as a entrepreneur, uh, a startup person. So I think, um, you know, having the right people around you, especially uh, partners and choosing the right partner who has complementary skill set um, is um, one of the most um, critical aspects. Um, and then the third thing I'd say is that, um, at least for me, I think this was a very big one. And to feel um, totally um, into what you're doing, for me, I needed for it to bring me bring a different perspective or a new area of learning. Um, I like to be challenged by thinking about business problems um, in spaces that I'm not totally familiar and really think about it um, think about problem solving as an outsider. And so I think, um, you know, if you were to just get into a space where you just knew everything, um, that may not be as interesting. Great tips and takeaways with what you've shared that our listeners can actually take action on today. So let me just summarize those again. So the first one is to really have that passion for what it is that you want to start or what it is that you want to put out there because that's really huge. You really want to, you really want to, or you really have to be passionate about, or you really have to love what you are doing, what you are putting out there to be able to to work this out 20, almost 24 hours a day. So I love that you share that. And then the second one is to find the right partners or co-founders. This is really important. Um, and I love that you mentioned about finding partners that have complementary skills, skill sets that you, uh, skills that you don't have. Um, that will be really, uh, you will complement each other if you find the right partners that to do that. And the other one is to think of problem solving as an outsider. So, and be constantly challenge yourself to learn and grow. This is really huge being a business owner because there's a lot of learning to do, but that would you know if we don't challenge ourselves we won't we won't we won't grow and if we don't keep learning we won't grow either so i'll have those tips that you've just shared that our listeners can uh, take action on today so thanks for sharing that now share our listeners what's one favorite or uh, resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business and that which you can share our listeners with yeah, um, this one is very specific to um, how we do business with Runway Street, and I think it's a it's a cool um, tool. It's called Polyvore. Um, that's P O L Y V O R E. Um, it's actually a, a startup, um, a fashion startup, um, or at least a platform um, where different um, women. Um, create inspiration they they love to put looks together and really um, engage with brands and uh, for us it has been an invaluable tool um, to really experiment and understand um, you know what what our customers like and how they engage with us and how they are really um, how they see our brand um, so it and it was an inexpensive um, really easy way for us to engage and get engage with our customers and get analytics and data around it 
So I'd say, I mean, what I look for, especially in, um, you know, the business tools is something obviously um, when you're working on limited funds, it needs to be something creative um, where you're um, you or um, uh, where you're creatively using a tool or a resource um, to really get the most out of the initial stages of deciding product market fit. Or perhaps you know getting customer feedback, um, so it's it it was invaluable for us um, from those two respects. Okay, so that's the Polyvore, and you can find them at polyvore.com. Great resource there, especially for those uh, businesses that are running with, with the, like what you've said, the fashion startups, for example, and and that you can get ideas from. That's Polyvore, and I'm gonna have that on our show notes as well. Now, uh, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yeah, actually, you know, funnily enough, I have um, this book sitting right here on my desk right now. It's The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. And, um, you know, I'd say this is kind of like the startup Bible. And um, this is something that um, I got from another fellow entrepreneur who started his own business. And um, it's an invaluable resource. Um, I actually... um, came back to it just recently because I wanted to go over the aspects of growth and you know how I think about it given the stage of our company but it's really something that um, you can use at any stage of your startup um, or even before you actually start um, or thinking of starting one. Yeah, that's a great resource. It's the Lean Startup by Eric Reese. So for our listeners out there, pick up that book and learn from what, what the book is sharing us. So that's the Lean Startup by Eric Reese. Now, um, Ratna, in my mind, you are a superhero or shall I say superheroine because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, in general, I, I look up to um, larger-than-life women. I think um, they're my primary um, inspiration. Um, and there's certainly, um, and, and what specifically draws me to them is um, their ability to be fearless um, and really be a trailblazer in whatever um, they're doing. Um, and so, you know, I can think of people like, um, Sheryl Sandberg, um, but I think, um, you know, certainly I look up to, um, you know, my mom, um, I think she was, was incredible, um, incredibly brave and, uh, fearless in her own way. Um, so I think, you know, I'm just drawn to strong women who break the mold, Yes, and I truly believe that each one of us are superheroes in our own right, in our own unique way. So I love that you share that one. All right, last but not the least, Ratna, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it and then we'll end from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, you should definitely check out um, runwaytostreet.com. Um, but what we are is really a place for women 
to discover amazing brands from every corner of the world. And these are up and coming designers and brands that are not mass produced. And um, they're not ones you're going to find in your um, local uh, retailer or even online um, at any of the bigger retailers. Um, so what we really do is we are um, we are c connecting um, women to these brands directly um, and um, you hear the stories of the brands. So you get to know who made the product, how it was made, um, and, and really um, what it's made from, and really be able to um, make decisions given this information. So, for example, if you care about, you know, maybe made in the USA, then you can you can buy from brands that are located there, or maybe you care about um, natural or organic fabrics. Then you know, really getting to know what you're buying—that's um, essentially what we do for women. All right, and that's runwaytostreets.com. I'm gonna have that one on our resource uh, page as well. So I highly recommend our listeners to check the websites. And the, I love that that you mentioned about you know this is a platform, this is a place for women to discover amazing brands all over the world. I mean that excites me. I, I can't wait. So that's runwaytostreets.com. And by the way. All of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Ratna Sharad or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. But again, that link is runwaytostreets.com. Rathna, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Oh, thank you, Marie. That, it was an absolute pleasure. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iphone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download and we'll see you on the next episode of today's leading women with marie grace berg